Welcome to DXR with Shirzy One and Dan Gaskin. So we're here. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, a podcast, uh, especially alongside Richie, because we're very good friends and we always joke about things. And uh, let's say we have some interesting conversations. We're like, you know what? We should probably talk about these things live because people should be hearing our voices. So we've ended up with DXR podcast, DXR meaning Dan times Richie, and also a play on words of BXR from Halo. So it seemed apt. Uh, Richie, first of all, for those of you who may not know you, which is probably many, um, who, who are you? So I am what we call an amateur cast. You might know Dan Gaskin from such games as your FIFAs, your Apexes. Um, Onset hates when people do that, so I'm going to do it all the time. <laughs> I am basically an amateur caster for Halo. I've done a little bit of stuff in FIFA and Apex, but you might know me more for my work on Europa Halo and stuff during Halo 5 when it was on a little bit of a down cycle, and that's where I've sort of risen from the ashes like a phoenix. Like a phoenix from the ashes, and um, yeah, as Richie said, I'm Daniel Gaskin. I am an esports commentator. I've been doing it for, I think, around six years now. Since Basically, since Halo 5 came out was when I became an esports commentator. I have transitioned through many a different game, depending on where my heart lied, which games I were playing, but uh, Halo has always been my baby. Halo has always been my home. So that's why we wanted to do this. We wanted to talk about Halo and we thought it was the right time now with Halo Infinite finally on the horizon. There's been a lot of setbacks and it seems like we've been waiting forever for Halo Infinite, but we've finally got our hands on some some gameplay and not just watching gameplay, but we've been able to play the game. Uh, not just me and Richie, of course, it was, it was a public flight. It was very enjoyable. And that's going to be our main topic of conversation today. We're going to be talking about the Halo Infinite flight. We're going to have guests on with their opinions, with their thoughts. And we're going to see what they think about it, basically. But before we do get into the discussions with those guests, and I'm looking forward to those who we do have on, a uh, big thank you to them prior to it, really, for uh, for joining us. Really. Uh, Shirzy, what did you think? Like, just as an overall opinion playing the Halo Infinite Flight, like, what, what were your like overall thoughts? So from a build standpoint, they talked about it being months old. Um, I think it's in a fantastic spot. I think I tweeted out a little while ago, I think it was on Saturday, that this has the potential to be the greatest Halo game ever made. And I'm willing to put my neck out there and stand out. Um, it might get chopped off in a guillotine <laughs> at some point, but the direction that they're heading in at the moment it failed to be full of confidence. They seem to have got the movement nailed down. You have sprint. It's only, I think someone worked out nine or 10% quicker than the base movement. So it's not something that you, you have to do. It's, it's not like Halo five where you, you're sprinting, thrusting, auto stabilizing, and it's not quite like Halo three, but it's a subtle, beautiful little blend between the two, which is as though Halo three and Halo five made a lovely little baby. And I'm, I'm in love with it. I have to say a lovely little baby. That's enjoyable. Uh, I like that you talk about thrusting, sliding, uh, but we've seen a lot of sliding and jumping, ghost jumps, um, pff, slide jumps, box jumps, all sorts of jumps. Because jump everyone's, jumps, I think, I think, I think, jump jump was one as well. Just, just lots of jumping, mainly because everyone was playing bots, and I think everyone's gone insane. But that was the Halo Infinite flight this weekend. The majority of it was playing against computers, uh, aka bots, and they weren't very good. Uh, that's going to be one of my topics that I want to talk about. How good were they? But just to go back a little bit about DXR and the podcast and this in general, whilst we are talking about the Infinite Flight this weekend, something that I really want to do with this podcast is to dive deeper into events. And whilst we have no events at the moment, because well, A, the game's not out, B, we're in a pandemic, I would love to get the thoughts of, you know, players, production, casters, crew, fans, when we're live at those events. And I want live reactions. I want reactions the day of those games, maybe straight after the game, maybe the night after the game, maybe the morning after the game, similar to what you'd hear in a um, like a football radio call-in show. And that's why we're having these guests today, so that they can give us their opinions and we can have a, a discussion with them or an argument with them, depending on how we're feeling. <laughs> uh, Richie, I know, is a little bit fiery, so he's probably not going to uh, allow people to get away with any slander. Uh, but my thoughts on the Halo Infinite flight, uh, I did think it was... It was difficult to play at times because it was against bots. 
I, I admit that I struggled to play past like an hour or two, even though it was very chill and the game feels so smooth and enjoyable and I agree it is like a little love child that deserves to be shared around the world. I I did get a little bit bored of just slaughtering bots. But then we got um some PvP last night, didn't we? A sliv a sliver of it. We got essentially what a drug dealer might give you is a tiny little taste to just to get you hooked enough that you'll keep on coming back. And that's exactly what three four three did. And I'm telling you something, I've gone cold turkey. I'm itching to bits. I wanna play some more PvP and even better, I wanna have BR starts to really get a feel for the game. Yeah, I it's it's at a point where I was even considering playing Halo 5. And you know you're in deep oh. when you you think about oh. jumping back to Halo 5 on the old Xbox or like with bad frames. Oh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, we don't go there. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love the game. I love the PvP. Uh, it was very sweaty. Of course, it wasn't competitive settings. We had, what was it? Uh, Arena Slayer. So you'd imagine it's the the more casual settings with the assault rifle start, the pistol as the secondary did you feel like the AR was a little bit too powerful? Because I know I certainly did. Yeah, I think it was quite strong. Um, even rain from range when you're shooting bots. Um, and of course, we, we got matched against late last night, our very last match of the game. We played against a French team of four, and everybody knows that's not fun. Those boys, they, they play and they play hard. So anything that's going to be a little bit overpowered, they are going to use and abuse against you. And listen, it's part of the game. That's what they did. Um, but we were getting AR'd on rotations, these boys were running in packs of, like like a wolf pack. It's like they were feeding on us at times. I think we we might have lost fifty to thirty to SLG and and solar and the likes. But um, it's it's a really clear indication when you're playing against players of that caliber. If they can do that to you consistently and listen, they can probably do that to me with a, with a battle rifle. There's, let's not make a joke about it here. Um, but when I'm spawning up and getting shot by by double ARs, it's not a fun time for anybody involved. I think it's probably something that needs to be looked at in terms of a nerf. Um. I don't know whether the the sidekick itself needs to be looked at as a weapon potentially. I think it was that when I was using that weapon, it seems to be in a good place in terms of aim assist at a distance. It seemed almost completely useless unless you were really good a precision weapon. Um, but we're looking at it in terms of competitive settings. Of course, we're not going to have the assault rifle, so it's essentially going to be used as a primary weapon, the likes of Team Slayer. So does it have a place there? I think maybe it does. You, you then have the option to pick up a battle rifle as well. Later on, you can fight for those sort of weapons. And, and we had, of course, power-ups, which only lasted for 20 seconds, interesting enough, not, not to go off on a tangent. But timing camouflages, you only have camo for 20 seconds, which I found pretty interesting. I wonder if that's something they're trialing going forward. But in terms of the assault rifle, maybe it is just a touch too strong. I think I always look back at the assault rifle in Halo 3, Dan, and it was one of those weapons where you did really didn't want to use it. You sort of would use your whole clip and then straight away go in to try and assault, like melee somebody or pummel them, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think it should be a viable weapon where if you're up against a battle rifle where the assault rifle wins, I don't think that's something that should happen. Basically, the assault rifle is really bad, so get rid of it. I don't want it in my game. <laughs> I want battle rifle start. It's disgusting that those French players were running around with it like it was their child. No, for real. like It was uh, it was great to play against the likes of SLG um, and, and see what like kind of skill level they were at in, in a in an early access kind of flight situation. But certainly, uh, I was a little bit disappointed to go up against constant ARs, but you can't blame them. The weapons are there. And as you say, hopefully in competitive, we won't have to see uh, the assault rifle there. If otherwise, I feel like we're going to be in a, in a tricky spot. Um, just to go back to what you said as well about uh, power-ups. I mean, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you and talk about was the fact that it's, as far as I could tell, static power-up spawns as well. So it doesn't matter if you pick it up later than it's spawned it will still spawn on the dot on the minute every single time which is different to what we've seen of course in in, in the previous halos yeah it's not something that you have to necessarily time and keep an eye on unlike the power up of day has gone by where if someone picks up you know camouflage on 52 you're like okay well listen in two minutes that camouflage is going to pop up again it's something it's going to be military it's going to spawn up at the exact same time teams are going to have to set up around it it means there's a little less element of surprise, maybe some skill if a, a team has some more knowledge over another, if they're the ones that got the burn or if they're the ones that were able to pick it up and get the, the use out of it and have that time. And maybe we've seen players in the past who have stood on the likes of a weapon pad or a camouflage and they've, they've waited until the team spawns back up just to throw them off by those couple of seconds because, because of course, if you're waiting on a power-up and three, four seconds go by, that is a lot of time to be standing out in what is most likely going to be a vulnerable position. I guess the good thing is it is definitely going to encourage fights at all points in the game. 
Yeah. And maybe it won't snowball out of control when one team does have the advantage because they know the timing. So I can I could argue both ways for it, but I'm still I would need to test it religiously through not just Slayer but also objective games uh as so, well. Yeah. I think also the new ability to be able to use the likes of the camouflage and overshield when you want, you can put it in your back pocket. It's I think we might see a lot less burns than I think we We'll see someone, we've seen, obviously, you see Regret Slayer starting strat as always. Someone will thrust out, grab the overshield, it's, and it gets burned nine times out of ten. So I think it's going to force a lot more teams to fight for that power-up and make sure that you can't just play and say, listen, I'm going to get the burn and we can worry about it later on. You have to fight now and you have to work away in a strategy around securing those those power-ups. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to be said about it and there's a lot of things that probably will change as well. We have to remember it was just a technical preview. It was mainly for them, you'd imagine, to see how the servers cope, how people react, how the bots uh, play, which is pretty bad. Uh, the, <laughs> even from ODST to Spartan, when it was meant to get better, uh, they didn't. They almost got worse, actually. I know there were some people saying that like maybe they learn what happens over time and they'll slowly get get better. No. Sentient bots. No, yeah, didn't, that, that, didn't, that. didn't happen. Anyway, we, we did say we're going to have guests on our show, so I think this is a good time to bring in our first guest, who I'm quite excited to talk to because I've heard a lot about him, uh, whether it be just through Shirzy or whether it be through you know the, the Halo audience in general. So we're going to bring Tommy the Krogan into the mixer and see what uh, he has to say about everything. Tommy, welcome to the show. If you can hear me, please speak now. I can hear you. Thank you, guys. Oh, lovely. Now, I, I was just saying, I've heard a lot about you through over the years, Tommy. Now, you weren't necessarily at the peak of competitive Halo when I used to commentate it back in the day. Uh, but as Halo 5 went on, you kind of rose through the ranks a little bit. And Shirzy certainly commentated a lot of your stuff. How did you find the Infinite Flight, first of all? I mean, I had an absolute blast, to be completely honest. I mean, getting to play a new Halo game for the first time in, I don't know, how many years. Just way too long. And there's always something magical about getting to play a new Halo game for the first time too. Like, no other games seem to compare to that for me. Yeah, it was a blast. I mean, four days i got about 22 hours of game time so i got more than i expected to get so i'm all i'm all happy that's a lot of bots that you've uh, yeah you've destroyed over the weekend um so we've asked all guests to bring some sort of discussion question talking point to the show so the floor is yours yeah i mean uh, i guess the same thing happened to almost everybody but the point where you realize that you can do something way different than you've been able to do in deep, deep, like previous Halos uh, was with the sprint mechanics. So at first, after my first couple of games, I was kind of feeling that the game is somehow clunky and that the pacing is off or something like that. But once I kept playing more and I realized that you can actually reload while you sprint and you can technically also get your shields back while you sprint, then that was kind of a mind-blowing moment in a sense. That felt great. And you know, it just adds to the flow of the game in a sense where if you have that option available, there's going to be less interruptions in the gameplay. Because normally when you're in a bad situation, you're weak and somebody's maybe pushing you, it might just become an interruption in the flow. But now that you can just start sprinting away, reload your weapon, maybe slide behind the cover and get your seeds back, then you have the option to re-engage or maybe go just to a new battle. But the beauty is that while you were doing all that is that you were actually moving at the fastest possible speed in the game. So you never break off that flow in a sense. But that was like my biggest takeaway of the flight that the gameplay just feels so good. I agree. The gameplay feels very smooth. The pace feels great for me as a classic Halo fan as well. Um, but you speak of sprinting. Do you feel like you need to sprint, though? Because we've seen the, the differences. It's it's minimal compared to the base movement speed. Like, yeah. In what scenario do you think you're going to have to be sprinting? I mean, we've all seen the slide mechanic videos. I mean, that's the main reason to sprint, basically. When you perform that sweet uh, ramp slide, <laughs> then you get that speed boost. And I think that's definitely worth it. Other than that, yeah, it's very minimal. It's like just a visual effect to please some people. But that, like I said, once you master the slide mechanic, then I didn't think that like sprint is actually definitely worth using in a lot of different situations. 
Yeah, something so, something I sorry to cut across you, Dan. Something I I wanted to put to you is that, of course, when you you use the sprint and you want to use just get yourself into that slide mechanic, that slide motion, you get that little tiny bit of a speed boost. Does that not at times just leave you a little bit more vulnerable? You can't move, of course, left or right unless you're going to try and cancel that that slide, which of course will again leave you as a bit of a sit and duck. Is it going to be a case of a risk reward factor? You think when you initial initiate initial uh, initiate? No, that's uh, all words are wrong. Initiate. Initiate. There we go, Dan. We're, England. See, I'm Irish. England is hard sometimes. <laughs> and if you're going to initiate that slide, are you more of a vulnerable target? And people can just predict where you're going to move. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's the same thing as with Halo Five. You know, you you guys touched upon it briefly. I played some some online competitive Halo Five towards the end of last year and this year. But the basic is same that when you perform those fast movements, you know, it's always going to be a risk. But it's just it's just still a beautiful mechanic to the game where it kind of adds depth, you know, you, the more you play, the more accustomed you get to the mechanic, the better you'll know when to use it and when not to use it. So I think just, just think it increases the skill gap. So I'm all for it. It sounds like you really like he loves the, it. the sprint slide. The way you're yeah. describing beautiful, it. Beautiful, he said. Beautiful. I love it. Yours was beautiful. Magical slide. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can understand that the movement is exciting for a lot of people. Basically, there was... A situation where no one had real players to kill, so everyone was just sliding yeah. around the map, trying to find any way to break the movement. And I've heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, the movement looks insane, and it's oh, people are breaking the movement." I'm like, "There's just people sliding around the corners of the map and then missing shots yeah. on bots, not calling out anyone, but that definitely happened in a clip." <coughs> Shy way, uh, and maybe <laughs> Tommy, do you not feel like people should be focusing on kind of how to aim and and how to be able to outplay opponents rather than just kind of the movement of the game? Or or is it just a case because there hasn't been anything else really to test that that's the only reason why we're seeing people focus so hard on movement right now? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you can't perfect your aiming unless you play the game a lot. And I mean, a lot. Like 22 really. hours a weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more than that, definitely. So once, once we get the actual game in our hands and play it for maybe months, or two, then we'll actually see that everybody can shoot and aim, but maybe only the top players will be able to actually fully utilize the rest of the sandbox, you know, the movement and all the trick jumps and all the grenade bounces and whatnot. So I'm uh, definitely thinking that give it a couple of months, then it'll sort itself out, you know. We'll have the best of both worlds, people who are really good at shooting, but they can also use the movement to the best of their abilities. Yeah. In terms of weapons as well, Tommy, we've seen, of course, the battle rifle. We got to use that as well. But a, a new introduction was the commando. What is your your take on that? Do you think it's something that we will see in, in the competitive side of things? Is maybe a pickup, or could it be even be a starting weapon? I mean, I feel like the battle rifle is a little bit too overpowered at the moment when compared to the rest of the guns. So I was actually toying around with an idea that maybe the sidekick and the commando could at some point be a starting combo. I'd actually maybe increase the sidekick's ammo capacity by a few bullets so you can actually kill two guys in a row as perfect kills. And for the commando, I'd actually maybe increase the recoil a little bit because at least on uh, controller, it's a little bit too easy to use right now. So maybe at some point, if they tinker with the settings, those two could actually be a viable starting combo, but everybody wants the BR, so we'll mm. probably get the BR for the competitive settings and hopefully it's not too overpowered. Yeah, I think I think an issue with maybe the commando being a start weapon or even a, ma a weapon in the sandbox competitively is that it's very close to just being an assault rifle, a very strong long range assault rifle. It has the ability to spray enemies down at close range, yeah. so it doesn't really have that skill factor. You would think, of course, you, of course, you will have to manage the recoil, and you're asking for a buff to that. Maybe I was thinking if they slow the rate of fire down, but then the issue is, does it just become a DMR at that point? It might be, yeah. It's hard to say at this point. I mean, we still have a lot of months to go and they'll probably ask something, feedback about the weapons once they send over those emails. We'll just have to wait and see, you know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of testing to be had and that's exactly why these flights are here. Uh, anyway, thank you so much, Tommy, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, and we'll speak to you again I'm soon. We really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to give us your opinions and thoughts. So, cheers. Yeah, Thanks, thank Tommy. you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Tommy the Krogan. Uh, the man, the myth, the Krogan. Uh, I have heard a lot about him. I always, like when I kind of started dipping back into Halo Five again. Tommy the Krogan was always popping up, and I was like, "That's an interesting name." And 
You know, now I finally get to put the name to a voice. Not a face. Yeah. Shame. But uh, good. We do have a second guest, which I, I guess we'll just bash through them now. We'll get a second guest in, which is going to be JT, who I'm, I'm excited to bring into the mix here because she always has an interesting opinion. Uh, she is a big fan of Sentinels, previously Tox, previously Optic. Uh, I would describe her as a super fan, so we'll bring JT in now. Uh, JT, just double checking you can hear us. Can you hear us, JT? Yep, I got you. You got us good. Perfect. Uh, thank you for joining the show. Um, firstly, what's your talking point? What do you want to bring to the table here? Oh, man. <laughs> I have five of them, but I'm going to narrow it down to just one. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I noticed this weekend was people just legit having fun playing during the um during this flight test in a lot of different ways and you guys can uh, agree or disagree with me i think halo 5 opened up a bunch of different ways that people can interact with the game whether it's as somebody who's trying to get like 15 killtaculars in a row or whatever it is um or the pro players or the people like shyway who look at a 0.2 second clip and talk about it for 45 minutes right <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, am I wrong, though? Um, but I, I, we saw a little bit of that this weekend, and I was super, super excited to see it. And it wasn't just people having fun doing it. I mean, all we really had access to, or all you guys who played, had access to for the majority of the weekend was bots. Right? And after a while, the bots get kind of boring. Like, everybody knows where they're going to spawn. Everybody knows where and how they're going to move. And so it's not really a matter of, oh, are we going to get 50 kills? It's what can I do in this amount of time? And a couple of the things that I saw as I was bouncing from stream to stream to stream to stream was people starting to play around with pickups and the different things that they can use. Like, I saw some insane stuff. You guys were talking about movement earlier. I saw some insane stuff coming through in terms of movement with the grapple. People flying themselves through archways through doorways up over the archway so they could get behind somebody and like pretend to assassinate them um just some really really neat interesting stuff we see with movement but the biggest thing for me as a fan this weekend was watching it and immediately i think of wow this is going to be really 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 good competitively why well, I, I can only imagine what that first event or even those first scrims are going to be like when we get there well jt firstly i mean so I want to ask you, were you at all frustrated with any of the content? And there is a reason I'm asking this question, because there was a lot of people, as you say, desperately trying to be unique with a situation where they're only playing against bots. So I saw, as you say, loads of different ways of trying to make yourself world's first at getting a killionaire with my socks off and, and, and stuff like that. Like, was that at all frustrating? Or as a fan, was did you enjoy that? Did you like seeing people come up with like all the content they possibly could? I mean, part of me was frustrated because there's only so many ways that you can be unique going against bots, but I appreciated, like, the teacher and me, I appreciate the different tries at it, the different attempts, and that, to me, that kind of leads into, for me, point three, which is the idea that uh, sometimes people outside of the Halo world and even people inside the Halo world kind of forget how impactful this game is they forget like how important this game is to people it's not just something to play something to compete in something to win money at uh something to get a bunch of youtube videos done with um but it's it's important it has impact it has weight and maybe that's why we saw so many of them um it definitely gave me a lot to do while i'm trying to not do teacher stuff right now and it helped with the you know my inability to sleep most nights it gave me something to watch so um I mean, like you guys said there's only so much you can do against bots you said something very interesting when you started your um your points is that when you tuned in you're watching streams you seen people having fun and it's been a very long time since i think i can honestly say i've seen people playing a halo game and, ha and having fun i think Maybe the, you were talking about the movement and people using the grapples and stuff like that. I think it opens the door for a lot of fun custom games that maybe we didn't see too much of in, in the likes of Halo 5 and, and Halo 3. 
Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the things, like as I'm seeing people bounce around maps and, and um, pull themselves up on ledges and try to get all over the place. That was something I thought, I'm like, man, these custom games, when they come out, that's going to be really interesting to watch. You're going to see people, and I can't even imagine with the addition of Forge, that's going to be, I mean, people are going to be creating some insane maps just trying to get around and, and exploit the different devices that we've seen. Um, I think, too, that people having fun with it was shown at the utter devastation that went out when the PvP was taken away. Despicable. People were absolutely destroyed when PvP went away. We were yeah. we were playing it. It was 3 a.m. when they switched it on for us. Um, and around the time we were thinking about going to bed, and then it, it got switched on, and we are like, well, we're definitely staying up. And then they said it's just for two hours, and we were all mortified. So we are like, well, we're definitely staying till 5 a.m. now. And then what even hurt more was they turned it off five minutes before they it was said they were going to yeah, turn it, it off. Was, it, was a, it was a dagger to the heart. What happened was we had our last game, like we say, the dreaded game against the team of four Frenchies, and then we tried to get into the next game and onset lagged out, so we all decided to quit out, and we said, listen, we have five minutes, we can jump in and get one more game out of this, and lo and behold, they pulled the lever and they pulled the carpet right from under us. There was no more Halo PvP, and I feel sorry for a lot of, essentially, the European players who either had jobs or had school work to do or basically just had a regular sleeping schedule Dan, they went to bed and they missed all the PvP. And listen, I can tell you something for everybody out there. I enjoyed it enough for everybody. <laughs> you were the reason uh, why everyone woke up with a smile on their face and they didn't know why. <laughs> uh, JT, last thing I, I want to ask you. I mean, you were a, you're a huge Sentinels fan, right? Uh, you followed the journey mm -hmm. of these, these young gentlemen, well, turning from boys to men, actually, to, to be completely honest. Yep. You, I imagine you, you've been watching their, their streams and you've been watching them enjoying it and you've seen the kind of them blowing up as well. Like their streams have, have just gone through the roof with subs and with, with Twitch numbers and I've been really happy to see that. But do you think that these are the kind of top players that we're going to be seeing in Infinite as well? Is there anything that you've seen that would suggest that they're not going to be the best of the best? Or do you still think, even though they're getting older now, they're going to be the best players that we're talking about for years to come. I'm trying so hard not to laugh loud at you calling them old. <laughs> they are so old. not old. <laughs> they are not. If they're old, I'm the crypt keeper. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Lord almighty. Um, so do I, oh man, that's a loaded question and a half. I, I think that the they have some really, really... I think that they're going to have some really, really stiff competition. Uh, one of the PvP battles that I was lucky enough to watch was, um, I want to say it was Snakebite, Royal 2, and Lethal versus all of C9. And it was, it was on Bazaar, and it was a slobber knocker. And what I loved to see the most is um, some of those apparently you think are old, those older players come through in uh, Eco and Stellar and absolutely decimate the the, the team of four that um, Snakebite Royal 2 and, and Lethal were on. And it was so, so much fun to watch. And it, that's when I got super hype about the competitive aspect of this. I, I, I think they can be on the top, but like I said, they're going to have some really, really stiff competition. There are some good teams and some good potential teams coming up with people that we've seen not only from the H5 era, but also from this a, like MCC H3 era coming up. It's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun to watch. It is. Um, your excitement is just overwhelming and i love it and i think that <laughs> I, I hope that everyone can kind of feed off that and use that excitement to get themselves through the next few months before the game is eventually released uh, unfortunately we don't know a release date yet but uh soon soon tm thank you so much jt for for dropping by we really mm. appreciate it and um thanks for yeah, having me guys your positivity thanks, is amazing and i'm sure that <laughs> sentinels even though they're old they'll still make you happy <laughs> at events oh my god don't give pj ammo please please <laughs> Thank he you, already JT. thinks he's old. Um, <laughs> she's <laughs> no, see, JT's she's great. Uh, she is literally the mum of events. Um, yeah. She would so when I, uh, my first few events when I when I met JT, she would provide me with any sort of like plasters or paracetamol, or if I needed an energy drink, she was there. It was like I I didn't ask half the time. I would just be like sat in the crowd watching, and and JT would be close. I'd just be like. Oh, I've got a headache, and suddenly, bam! 
paracetamol is injected into me. Like I don't, it, there's not not even a choice about it. It's thrown <laughs> inside my mouth. Uh, but she's lovely, uh, a massive Sentinels fan, as I say. And this is what I want with this podcast: is I want there to be kind of fans that have very strong opinions. And then we, when we get to events, I want to create arguments. I want drama. It's it's something that I've been uh, kind of longing for all this time. And I I know I say that some of these players are old, Jersey. And that's because there is like a legitimate science behind it, right? When you get older, you get more responsibilities. You potentially get kids, you get houses, you get whatever. Like you you become an adult and suddenly you don't have as much time to focus on playing the game. And even though 26 could be considered old nowadays, they've got to compete against 17, 18 year olds who are going to have way more time to be able to play the game. Yeah, well, you talk about, you know, having kids and stuff like that. A, a good friend of mine, actually, by the name, actually has the exact same name as you, Dan Gaskin, recently got a puppy. And Dan Gaskin trying to manage a, a puppy who's simply going to the bathroom and back means that I have to wait for him before we can search valuable time on the flighting. So uh, I've been holding up all this emotion until now. One thing I would like to say to you, it raises a good point about Sentinels. and We had them in H2A. They were behind evil geniuses for a very long time and that put their nose completely out of joint but the start of halo 5 and very much for like almost a complete lifespan of halo 5 until splice were the only real team to give them a bit of trouble they work harder than almost any other team their work ethic is incredible also you know i think with age also comes that experience so they have you know that experience under the lights when it comes to if they've been they're two-time world champions then they are two times world champions, and I wouldn't be surprised if they turn out to be three, four, five, six-time world champions. Because I'm really hoping, um, especially with esports company behind like everything, esports engine, excuse me, behind everything, uh, when it comes to how Halo is going to go over the next four, five, six years, I really hope it 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 stays on the top. I hope it gets there, rises, and then we keep going with just fantastic people behind the scene. Uh, right, I'm looking at. So we, we, we made a little run of show and you've got Dan, some sort here. of... Yeah. Sorry, what? Come here. Come yeah. here to me for a second. Yeah. I sent you a little audio file, all right? If you do me a favor and you wouldn't just give that a little play for everybody at home. Give it a little... Just yep. press that. Just give, give it a little rub. One second. Is it... Oh, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Okay. Give it a little play. I don't know if, they, if everyone's going to be able to hear it, but we'll try it. Rumor has it. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? The rumor has it. Is that a plasma pistol? Hold on, can we play that one more time? Rumor has it. Rumor has it. <laughs> right, go on. I don't know what's okay. happening. Okay, so rumor has it, Dan. This is a segment that I thought up, right? And here's a story that I actually found out about you before you became a caster, would you believe? Right. All right? This is this is an origin story of sorts. Mm-hmm. between, And actually, Onset is heavily involved. All right? Here, for everybody at home who doesn't know, this is something I heard. I don't know whether it's true. Only Dan can confirm, and maybe he'll do so afterwards. So Dan and Onset pursued a career in professional wrestling. They were to form a tag team under the name of Bald Bearings. <laughs> true story, I think. I assume, you know, you wore a bald cap down or you shaved your head. I don't know. You pull out of shaving your head so often that maybe this is why the tag team didn't come through. I don't know the small details anyway, but afterwards, after months of touring the amateur scene, your breakthrough seemed to come as a scout arrived from the WWE, Dan. After you and these, which was Mark's in-ring name, you were put through your paces. The scout told everyone at practice to step forward. But for Mark, the scout instructed everyone who stepped forward should leave and that they hadn't made the cut. So Mark made it, but he didn't want to go on without you, Dan, in this oh. tag team partnership. Of course, you would have had to run solo. So you pleaded with the scout and he was unmoved. So now you become tag team partner- partners on a broadcast instead. Can you confirm that story is true? I cannot confirm whether that is true or not. I'm sorry. Um, but I appreciate you bringing that to the table. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice that you've brought your own segment. Um, yeah. I'm going to play it again as we close it out. Great creative work from you, I've got to say. Rumor uh, has it t-shirts coming to a store near you, maybe. I don't know. Amazing. It, it has, it, it, it's it's going to hit tracks. Is this something you want to do every week? Um, I think we should. Could I, have become, dig, could I, I have to get... I think a very big shovel and start digging real deep into your past. I, I do club. have the audio now, so it's something that we can use. Um, right, we've got a another guest. Um, unfortunately, I'm not looking yes. forward to this one. I mean, I I really was happy about the first two guests, but then actually we we had a different guest as our third guest. They dropped out, yeah. and then we ended up with yeah. a replacement. 
and it's, it's Batchford. It's basically a sub that we've got in here in in the shape of Batchford. Um, we had lovely accents going. You know, we had a Finnish accent, we had an American accent, and now we're going the Scottish. You say you leave the best till last. Well, that's not happened here. I can tell you that. Anyway, let's introduce some any pops. Ryan, welcome to the show. Can you hear us? Hello. Yes, I'm so sorry for being late. That's totally on me. Yeah, it is, well, it's not on me. I know that much. I, I wasn't <laughs> the one out of the house. <sighs> now, Batch, something that we've done with the other guests you wouldn't know because you definitely weren't watching the show is we asked somebody to, we asked our guests to bring something to the table, something they want to discuss about the Infinite Flight. What have you got for us? Uh, I wanted to talk about the weapons, to be honest. What do you guys think of the weapons? Like, uh, I feel... Have you guys used that? What's it called? The Storm Carbine? Dude, that thing can, like, beam you from across the map. Like, if you scope in with that thing, like, the plasma, like, I think from, like, distance, like, it starts to, like, lock on a lot more. So, like, if you're long range and you're shooting that pulse rifle and someone's got a BR next to you, it's so strong. Like, you yeah, just I think... the pulse rifle and the guy the BR just cleans up, surely. I am terrified to see that in the hands of Brandon Stones. That is going oh to God. be a trademark Brandon Stones. The, oh the only... God. I tell you something, Batch. The only thing, only person I could see use it effectively was actually Bot Ritzy. He was doing a job on me anytime <laughs> I went around him. True. But I think Brandon Stones will master that weapon, like and and, that, and a needler as well. Oh my god! Can just... we not? I'm getting PTSD right from Halo Five. I before I became a caster, I was planning on playing Halo Five competitively, and in the playlist, oh. I got dumped on by <laughs> Lunny and Respectful and Moe's because they were hiding around corners with storm rifles, and it was the worst thing in the world. And now I'm thinking this is going to happen again, so I want an immediate nerf because I agree <laughs> they are too strong. Like the, the same with the needler as well. They they do some disgusting things, and I don't even think that the BR and the commando can keep up with them at times, especially if you combine them with um, like the sidekick, or if you have a BR as a secondary with with that uh, plasma rifle thing, whatever the name is, pulse storm yeah. thing. But yeah. I mean, like, what what kind of nerf would you want to see? Because surely you want every weapon to be viable in some way, do we not? Yeah, I think like with the pulse rifle, they could maybe like make it. I don't know, not like track. Like they should, they could like find like a sweet spot. But like, say like medium range, it tracks really well. But like, if you're like close to like long range, it's kind of shit, you know. Instead of like you know having this god gun that could just beam you across the map and you could just be easily cleaned up. That's just an example. So, um, batch. Yeah. Wait a so, you were talking about weapons. That was something you wanted to bring. To now I have a tweet from you. Okay. You said sidekick is greater than the battle rifle for competitive oh, sense. Okay, you asked for a damage buff to a six shot <laughs> kill, or you wanted the magazine size increased, and you also wanted to lower the aim assist and magnetism. Can no, you no, talk no, me through no, your right, absolute okay, madness, right, right? No, right. Okay, so first of all, you've misread it. Uh, uh, he does I, that. If they, brought, if they brought back the Halo 5 Magnum in its like, current form in Halo 5, I would want like a. I know that's not going to happen, it's just a hypothetical. But like yeah, they would. I would want them to reduce the aim assist in that case. But for the sidekick, I think the most realistic is just like I wouldn't buff it to a six shot now. After thinking about it, I would say maybe adding just a couple of bullets, just so you have the potential to get two perfects of it. I think you see some really sick clips at close range with that thing. But it's still pretty hard to shoot, even in its like ideal range. So. Yeah. So I was thinking it could be a really good weapon. I was talking about this to Dan. Um, <laughs> you have your battle rifle as your main weapon. Your your, yes. your ammo is yes. now depleted, and you whip yeah. out the sidekick, yeah. um, you know, to maybe clean up two half-shielded players, and then yeah. that's where we might be able to see some lovely clips, but I don't think, I, I think the problem, the issue is, is if you start to try and buff the sidekick, it then just becomes a primary weapon, and it's like yeah. asking, it's like asking Valorant players or CS players to just use pistols, and I think that mm. where that might be where the issue lies. Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe test the 14 round clip or whatever. But or maybe don't, let's, let's maybe just have a BR, yeah. Dan. I don't know, yeah. what's, his, what's his problem, Dan? Batchford, right. We played a game against SLG and rest of the French entourage last night as a last PvP game, which I admit was slightly depressing. Uh, the main reason why was because all four of them, by the way, not, not even SLG uh, managed to uh, save himself from this one. All four of them ran at us with assault rifles throughout the entirety of the game. Now, as a competitive player yourself and someone who's been waiting for Halo yeah. for six years, when you got into PvP, please tell me, that you were using the sidekick and not primarily the assault rifle. I was using the sidekick, yeah. But I, there was times where I did play. I used the AR to clean up someone who's weak. But yeah, I, I mean, like just like sliding around with the AR. Like, I don't mind that, gun. right? I don't mind if you run out of the sidekick ammo clip because it is short, as you say. And then you, you're like, yeah. oh, well, I don't just want to just lay down and 
show my belly here. I'm not just going to like let myself die. So I'll get the AIR out then. That's absolutely fine. But the things these French lads were doing, Batchford, uh, <laughs> unspeakable. Criminal. I, criminal. I, played, I played against them three times. I could tell you some of the things they were doing to me was uh, quite... Uh, you, play, you played them cool. three times in the PvP players? Yes. yes. <laughs> I feel instantly yeah, sorry for you. Uh, I propose, Dan and, and Batch, right. I propose a gentleman's agreement of sorts. We now have this right. introduction of this new feature where you can press right on your D-pad, you can drop your weapon. <laughs> I propose that off every spawn, everybody drops their AR. If you're playing against your friends, you're playing with your friends, you, you recognize everybody in the lobby, the gentleman's agreement, you drop the assault Richie, rifle. I'm just I think gonna we get play, I'm just going to be quite honest with you, bro. I'm just going to AR you straight away now. Yeah. yeah. I'm just this... gonna crouch in a corner and make sure I see you on my radar and know it's you, and then on the. Come I'm the waiting. I am waiting for the Batchford bin that will inevitably <laughs> come. I'm yeah. waiting for your, your your yard bin that you're gonna sit on with a shotgun while waiting for Shirzy two, and he and send him into a fit of rage. <laughs> fit of rage, the Shirzy two rage. Oh, uh, Batch. I mean, I imagine that with these flight feedback forms that were supposedly being sent we will get to give our opinion on the strength of weapons where we think mm. there should be nerfs or buffs or whatnot. So what in your ideal world then, what would you like let's say the assault rifle, the sidekick and the battle rifle. Where where would you like to see them make changes with those three weapons? Uh well with the sidekick I've already said this yeah. increase the magazine. Um with the AR Maybe like they've they've, they've tried to kind of like balance the head from up player. So like in Halo Five, if I cross them out so what they are, I can like tap fire them and like if I headshot them from like any decent distance, it basically puts some red bar. Like they're just practically on death's door. Um, they've kind of tried to balance it a bit more in this game. Like I've noticed, like you get like more headshots from like medium range if you're trying to like kill them with they are, um, when they're one shot. But uh, I would say maybe just like look at that tuning still and maybe decrease it a bit because like some of the bots with like even if they because like, you know what the bots were like they just like sometimes they're like really bad and then like in one gunfight they'll just absolutely beam you and hit all their headshots and if they did that with the AR you just get melted like it's insane. Like, watching I must say watching the bot try to or a series of bots trying to pick up the power up on, oh, live, yes. on live fire yes. now that was that was ent just entertaining them spinning yeah. around. They're not just knowing what to do. Like bunny rabbits. Yeah, it was like... like it was like watching a bunch of Metal Gear Solid characters with just question marks above their head, just like, huh? <laughs> just not knowing what's going on. It what? Was, it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> we took we can touch upon also the sniper rifle. It's not something we talked about. Um, now it seems incredibly difficult to use. I would put it in my hands. I was missing whiffing shots left, right, yeah, and center. Same, same here, bro. But, but then here. I watched snipe down using the weapon and it was different gravy he was able to hit shots no problem whatsoever mm. so is it just a case that you and i and dan most definitely are terrible with the snipers and, and thank god they have that new feature where we can drop the sniper rifle and hand it off to a more fitting teammate uh yeah, uh, the, the drop feature is such a, I can't believe that hasn't been in Halo before until this point, if you think about it, it's kind of crazy that you had to, like, to say, like, to play a weapon, you had to jump off and kill yourself. Like, that's actually crazy. It's such a small addition, but it does a lot. Um, but I think, regarding Snipe them, he's just different gravy. Um, mm -hmm. He was playing on PC, I'm pretty sure, so, like, if people were playing, like, I know uh, my teammate Darren was playing on, like, uh, an Xbox One X, I think, or something like that, and he said the performance is kind of crap. Like, it was, like, really hard for him to even, like, slide. Like he would like lag or like so I can I can imagine him using the snipe in like 40 FPS it'd be like near impossible, um, but the snipe is really hard. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think uh, my if I had to change the snipe, it's like a five X. I'm pretty sure if you zoom in now, which is like really I find that really claustrophobic. Like what is the default snipe zoom in? It's like isn't it like a two X or something? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I scoped in on the Spartan one stage and I was giving him a colonoscopy. I was, yeah, dude. I was right, <laughs> in, right into his anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> There also yeah. there there just seems to be this bug when you scope in as well as that you get the the, the bloom reticle on it. I don't know. I'm assuming that's something that they'll work out at, yes. at a later time. We you see that big white clunky circle in front of your face and it yeah, kind of throws you off. Unappealing, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a bug I think. Okay, well, thank you so much, Batch, uh, for turning up. You weren't really that late. Actually, it was perfect timing. So um, we tell him never that. Don't tell him that. <laughs> we we were a little bit late, so we'll let you off on, on this occasion. Cheers, mate. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to you soon. That's good speaking to you. Thanks so See much, Patch. And he's gone. Uh, always go. always good to hear from like semi-competitive players like Patchford. <laughs> I joke, Ooh. I joke. Patchford, honestly, Patchford has gone from a bit of a meme back in back in my day to uh, becoming ah, one of the, one of the best players 
uh, in Europe, if I'm completely honest. Uh, I, I expect big things from Batchford as we move forward. Um, speaking of moving forward, I have my own segment. So you brought a segment mm-hmm. and I decided, well, I didn't. Yeah, I decided I was going to bring my segment. That was before I knew you were actually going to bring something. So that's, what uh, does does your... Do you have a jingle? I don't have a jingle. Yeah, so just it's a it's a B tier, it's a B tier feature. Okay. Can you on. could you make me a jingle right now live? If I tell I, you what it's about, can you give us a live um, jingle? I mean, I guess so. Okay, so it's about it's called my my segment is called Guess the Tweet. Can you okay. give me a can you give me a little jingle? Who tweeted this? There we go. See, and That's now I can take that and I can put mm-hmm. it into next next show. Great. So yeah. the idea of this is I have found tweets from various members in the community, whether it be players, whether it be part of the three four three staff, or whether it be fans. And you have got to guess who said the tweet. All right. Okay. So Do, is there a, a is there a limit on how many guesses I get? I will give I'm you assuming... I will give you three questions, and then you have to guess after that third question. Okay. If you fail to guess after the first guess, I might give you another guess if you're close, and then we move on. Otherwise, all right? Okay. So okay. you say the tweet. Yep. All okay. First one. <clears throat> PVP lasted from three a.m. to five a.m. Anyone who lives in Europe and has nine to five jobs just got given the flim flam. Who said this tweet? Do you know what? I actually think I seen this tweet on the timeline. Oh, okay. Was it Looney? It was Looney Dogs. Correct. Hey. We're, we're, we're seeing how how in, entwined you are with the Halo community right now. I so know good. my e, I know my EU boys. You know your I, EU I, boys. I listen. I watch. I read what they say. I'm interested. Okay, we like that from you. That's good. Uh, next one. Okay, Halo Infinite is a real game. However, its release is not part of the sacred timeline, and the TVA keeps pruning it from existence. Is this a streamer? Yes. Does he say do it a lot? No. Ooh, so we're not looking at Uber Nick. Is it a competitive player? No. I'm going to guess Jen. Oh, it's a great guess. Oh. Out of nowhere, you've pulled that oh. one out of the bag. On the buzzer. That's what that one was. Just out of the back pocket. Lady Enchilada. Uh, Enchilada. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jen, Jen tweeted <laughs> that one. And um, a funny tweet. Uh, I think it, it popped off as well. Like 1,500 likes. Good good on you. Uh, something that only Richie could dream of. Uh, all right. We move over uh, to... Wait, wait sorry, a minute. Sorry, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Right. What? I did have a recent tweet that also popped off. Did it? Okay. It did. But why no, did I'm it pop gonna... off? I'm not going to spend time. Listen, that's not important, Dan. That's not. I don't know why you're trying to bring me down. Build me up here. You know, if the water rises for me, it rises for you. We're in this together, okay? What happens that's... if What happens if the water sinks for you? Is it? Does the water? Well, I'm sink dragging you down. Well? That's what's. Ha- I'm. I'm dragging you down with me. That's what's happening. Uh, I don't want to go down with the ship. I'm diving overboard. <laughs> I see. You're you still later. in the water. We're see still. We're still back. drowning. That's right. Batchford will come along. Save me. Um, right. Last. My last tweet. Then I guess the tweet. Uh, I think you might know this one. But uh, I thought it was funny anyway. On a scale of Maniac to HCS London 2018 Frosty, how good are these Spartan level bots in Infinite right now? That is the one true American NA lethal. That was lethal. And uh, because it made me it made me laugh a lot, especially how you compare Frosty at his peak, by the way. That was insane yeah. how good he was at that event. And then you compare it to Maniac, who... I think is a fantastic player, but clearly it's a, it's a bit of a meme. But that was uh, I that... think. Yeah. Sorry to cut across you. This might be a perfect game for Maniac to return. It's at a lovely pace. Yeah. Is it quite really good at classic Halo. I mean, it's not too dissimilar, and we seem to forget he was a pro at one time. He was on Optic with Flame Sword on a Halo Five roster for some time, and play and play and listen. Lane Laniac is. Let's not forget about him. He's a force to be reckoned with. I agree, um, but uh, it, it was a funny tweet. Anyway, that's that's guess the tweet. Uh, I don't have the sound clip to play, so I'm just gonna play "Rumor Has It" again. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Uh, who made that for you? Out of curiosity, that was I'll actually a shout out to Spilly, uh, producer, friend, 
over at Europa Halo. Um, very talented person, far more talented than I ever am. I'm just an artist. He's the one that makes my dream a reality. So thanks so much to Spillian. Of course, you mentioned at the start of the show. Thanks to Kaylin as well for the graphics and putting together those little sexy graphics for us. You are an artist, but you get rid of the T, the I, and the T, and you add an E, and that makes you an arse. Mm. I yeah. thought you were going to go for more of a, a tit thing there, but I could have. I could have. my favorite things. Yeah, great things. So, I think we're we're nearing almost 45, 50 minutes we've been live. I wanted to do this podcast for about half an hour, and we may edit it down. We may not. The people may demand that they get the entire yes. unedited version, and that's fine. Uh, the podcast should be live on Spotify. You may be listening to it on Spotify right now. Uh, or you may be watching live on Twitch. Also, hello to everyone who's coming and watched us on Twitch. We really appreciate that. And we plan on putting it on YouTube, which will have the visuals of our wonderful faces. Um, because we figured, you know, it'll be a little bit nice to add some personality so you can watch it. And you can see the the, the graphics that Kaylin has produced for us. So we bring the show to a close. So uh, I guess final final thoughts from you, Richie. Halo Infinite. Yeah. Technical preview. Mm-hmm. Yay or nay? Very much a yay. I'm in the camp of I cannot wait to play more and I cannot wait for the eventual release, which I'm hoping is sooner rather than later. We we keep our fingers crossed that we'll get another flight soon. Yes. And uh, maybe, you know, we, th- this show could follow on from, from every flight if there is many flights. That might have been the only flight. Who knows? But uh, we we will do another podcast. Do we? When when do we do do it? Do we go next week? We could do one next week. If the fans are calling for if they, it, if they demand it, what do we talk if, about though? If we're not talking about the flight, I guess we can we can talk about the you know the the kind of dreaded after effects, the hangover, as it yes. were, where we just don't have any Halo Infinite to play. The miserable thing now, Dan, is that we're all going to be in a state of heading back to Halo Five and to Master Chief Collection for the dreaded re- remaining. Whether it's people trying to get that one five two for that that armor coating, or whether it's people trying to secure those few nameplates that are remaining and they're a little bit of a completionists either way we're in a little bit of a limbo now until we find out more about the next flight now i believe i read sketch tweet now that they're, they're planning on another flight it's going to be focused on pvp so hopefully that comes like i say sooner rather than later well we hope we keep our fingers crossed but ultimately we very much had a fun time playing halo infinite this weekend and i've enjoyed this podcast as well it was a, a nice well it seems like 45 minutes close to an hour and uh, thank you for joining me, Richie. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Schedule permitting. You never know me as an esports man. Things might be thrown my way, but hopefully we can get it done. A uh, big thank you to all our guests who did jump on the line. Tommy the Krogan, JT and Batchford. But for now, that is us, Dan Gaskin and Shirzy. We are DXR Podcast. And we'll see you next time. We're out, E!